Well, let's turn to Ruth chapter number 2 tonight. Ruth chapter number 2. There are three primary personalities that are presented here in the book of Ruth. First of all, there's Naomi. We saw in chapter 1 how that she is a picture or type of a backslidden believer. We saw how she and her husband had left the place that the Lord had for them there in Bethlehem, Judah. And we saw what it cost them. Naomi's husband and her two sons all died. And we saw last week by her own admission, she says she went out full from Bethlehem, Judah, and came home empty. And we look at Naomi and we're reminded that sin, no matter how we got there, it always has consequences. I mean, there are different ways to get yourself in a bad way in sin, but it doesn't matter. Whenever you get there, the consequences aren't good. We also saw how that after being broken and emptied in Moab, she finally decided to return home to the place of blessing. And Naomi is a lesson of hope for anyone who has gotten away from the things of the Lord that you both can and should return to the Lord. Amen? Uh, as quickly as possible. Um, get, get back to the place of blessing in your life. Now another person we see in the book is a, a man first mentioned in our text uh, here. And we're, we're going to, let's re, go ahead and read verses 1 through 3 here. It says in Naomi, chapter 2, verse 1, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Now, uh, we see Boaz, and uh, Boaz will provide for us a very clear type of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll have much more to say about him later. And of course, the third main character of our story is the young lady by the name of Ruth, for whom this book is named. And Ruth was a young Gentile woman from the pagan country of Moab. And uh, by God's good grace and providence, she came to know the one true God, Jehovah. Amen. What a blessing. And so uh, she has placed her faith in the Lord. And in this passage, we find that she's an excellent picture of a brand new convert, a young believer who is just beginning to learn about the Lord and grow in the things of the Lord. She's just beginning to experience the great blessings of the Lord and His grace. As we observe the activities of Ruth in these verses, let's see uh, a woman who is searching for grace, searching for grace. And we see the purpose for her search is found there in verse number 2. And that is that uh, she was looking for food. She was searching for food. Uh, Ruth and Naomi needed food. They had no, nobody to provide for them. And so they were depending upon the Lord. And you know, the Lord made provision for the poor and the widows. And we'll see that a little bit later when we, we'll turn to the scripture and look at that. But um, no doubt she had heard from 
uh, Naomi that, of the Lord's provision to, to, to glean. And she said, I'm going to go out and glean. Try to find grace in somebody's sight to be able to glean in their field. So Ruth wanted to go to the fields and glean ears of corn. And she and Naomi needed, needed the food to eat. So the main thrust of her search was to find food for their bodies. And she illustrates that desire that is birthed in the heart of the child of God at conversion. And, it, and that is a desire to know more about the Lord and to grow in Him. We ought to be hungry for the things of the Lord, hadn't we? Um, how important is the Word of God to us? Sometimes I think it's not as important as it ought to be. Job 23 verse 12 uh, Job said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. More than your food. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Jeremiah said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by the name, by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, that we're to desire the sincere milk of the word. He says that ye may grow thereby. And Paul, of course, said in Philippians 3, 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. We ought to desire to know God better, hadn't we? We really ought to. I'm not just talking about knowing about God but coming to know God experientially. Where God it becomes more real to you because of how his, He's working in your life. Now she's placed her faith in the Lord. Uh, and what a blessing that is that she uh, made a choice to choose. To, she said uh, to Naomi, um, your God's going to be my God. And she turned her back on the gods of the Moabites. Your God's going to be my God. Your people's going to be my people. And uh, here she is. And she's desiring to know God better. Uh, and uh, partaking of the Word of God is what causes growth in the life of a believer. When it's rightly digested, it can lead to an experiential knowledge of God as we apply the principles of Scripture. You apply the principles of Scripture and you see the Lord working. And as God works in your life, you experience that blessing. She was searching for food, but she was also searching for favor. Look at verse 2 again. Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn. There's the food after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And there's the favor she's looking for. Ruth was looking for some landowner who would be pleased to accept her and allow her to glean and his fields, so that she and Naomi could uh, have their needs provided. And she needed someone who would allow her to do that in spite of her nationality, in spite of her past, in spite of who she was. She was truly looking for grace, somebody to have grace. And she may not have known it at this point, but the grace and providence of the Lord working in her life would bring her to find both acceptance and a purpose. She was about to get a purpose. Amen? A, a great purpose. And she pictures the newborn child of God who after coming to know the Lord wants more than anything to just please the Lord. You remember what it was like when you first got saved and you just wanted to please God? Um, Matthew 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Uh, she was searching for food. She was searching for favor. But she was also searching for fulfillment. Her statement, let me go now. <laughs> let me go. Uh, she shows that she was itching to be a blessing to Naomi. She knew Naomi was of age and not a physical condition to be able to do this herself. And she took it upon herself to, to, uh, to go out and glean for both of them. Ruth simply wanted to serve. She wanted to be a blessing to Naomi, her mother-in-law. Now in this she is again a picture of a new believer. When a person is saved by the grace of God, they should want to do something for the glory of God. Amen. Y'all don't want to serve Jesus. Y'all don't want to do something for the Lord. Remember the man who uh, had the legion of unclean spirits cast out of him? Let's take a look at him. Look at Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter number 5. And known as the Gadarene demoniacs, what I've always called him. But he had a bunch of, of he had a legion of unclean spirits there and, and uh, Jesus cast them out into a swine. Let's, let's pick up in verse number verse number 15. And, the, and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. I mean, Jesus cast these, these legion of demons out of this guy and he's, he's okay now. Um, verse 16, And they, they that saw it told them how it befell to him uh, that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. Of course, the swine wound up uh, going into the sea and choked to death. Uh, but anyway, we see in verse 17, And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. Cared more for pigs than they did for a man who was suffering from uh, these devils. It says in verse 18, When he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He's, uh, he's wanting to be with Jesus. Amen. Verse 19, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends. And tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Amazing story, isn't it? This man had found his fulfillment in telling others about what Jesus had done for him. And Jesus did a great, a great thing for him there. Nobody wanted to do anything, have anything to do with him the way in the condition that he was in. And so we see the, the purpose in Ruth's search, searching for food, for favor, and for, for fulfillment. Second thing we see is we see the providence in Ruth's search. There in verse number 3 of our text. Ruth 2 and verse 3. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Um, 
This providence included, uh, it involved God's command in the past. God gave a command. Ruth went to a field and began to glean. She was allowed to do that because of a command that God had given in the past, back then during the days of Moses. Look at Luke chapter number 19, I mean, not Luke, Leviticus, excuse me, Leviticus chapter number 19. Leviticus 19, verse 9 and 10. And then we're going to be over in Deuteronomy chapter number 24. So Leviticus 19 and Deuteronomy 24. Let's look at Leviticus first. Leviticus 19, verse 9. And it says, And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field. Neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest. What that's talking about is if you if you drop some, you just leave it there. You don't you don't pick it back up. Verse ten, and thou shalt not glean thine vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of the, the of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them, notice, for the poor and stranger, which uh, Ruth qualified both accounts of that. Uh, I am the Lord your God. Look at uh, Look at uh, Deuteronomy 24, look at verse number 19. Deuteronomy 24, verse number 19. It says here, When thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field, and hast forgot a sheaf in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, for the widow, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine hands. When thou beatest thine olive tree, thou shalt not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow. When thou gatherest the grapes of thy vineyard, thou shalt not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow. Thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command thee to do this thing. So, um, this command from the past um, was God's providence. You think he might have had Ruth in mind? With that that he commanded there? God had worked in the past to take care of Ruth's present need through his word. The same is true in the life of a believer today. Our, our present standing in Jesus was made possible because of what God did in the ancient past. Look at Ephesians chapter number 1. You know, our present standing in Jesus was made possible because of what God did in the ancient past. We, we were chosen, elected, and in, in the past in Christ. Look at the... Uh, Ephesians chapter number uh, 1. Ephesians chapter number 1. Get to the right place here. There we go. And verse number 3 through 6 here. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ according as, notice this, He hath chosen us in Him, in, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. All this is in Christ. Amen. To Himself, according to the 
good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I'm, aren't you glad to be accepted tonight? Well, we're accepted not because of us. We're accepted because what he has done through Christ. And uh, what a blessing that is. The provision of Jesus for our salvation was planned before Adam ever sinned. Revelation 13.8 calls Christ the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. First uh, Peter 1 verse 20 says that he was, quote, Verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Unquote. Uh, everything we have and are today is a product of the past work of the Lord and of His grace by His Word. I mean, He, he said He was going to send the Messiah, right? And He did. He, he gave us His Word. He was going to send the Messiah. And uh, the Messiah is the one who provided that. But uh, that was all determined beforehand. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.10, he said, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Um, the providence involved. We see the providence involved in God's command in the past. We see it involved God's control in the present as well. Well, the word there, this verse says that it was her hap, H-A-P, to go into a field owned by this man named Boaz. Now that word hap means something met with. Something met with. Some might call it a coincidence. Uh, or in this instance, a, a case of good fortune. Uh, someone might say, boy, Ruth sure did get lucky, didn't she? There's no such thing. God, God's, God was, was watching over this whole thing. God's providence was in it all. From a human perspective, it looked as though this was happening. Uh, was purely coincidental. However, from God's perspective, it was His sovereignty in action by His providence and through His grace. Amen. God had already determined that there was going to be a wedding and a baby for Ruth. A wedding and a baby for Ruth. Ruth didn't know it, but the Lord was pulling all the strings of her life to get her in the right place at the right time. Did you know that uh, just as the Lord worked in Ruth's life, uh, he, he works in each of our lives? You know, um, Nothing happens by accident. The words accident, happenstance, and coincidence, they're not in God's dictionary. Just aren't. Uh, when I look back and understand how my wife and I came to know each other, you know, and eventually wound up together, it was all God. You know, God knew exactly what I was going to need for the ministry. He knew that we needed each other, and He put us together. I have no doubt about that. Um, it was my hap that I came across to her. But uh, it was the Lord being gracious to me. And God moves powerfully and providentially to bring about His will in our lives as believers. Philippians chapter number 2 verse 13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. I'm glad God works in our lives. 
You know, if, if you didn't know that God was working through it all, uh, you, you'd wind up in a tizzy all the time, wouldn't you? There's no, no reason to get all in a tizzy because uh, the, the Lord is working in the circumstances that we may not understand anything about. That's why we can have confidence as believers. God is always working in or moving in our lives to accomplish His purpose in our lives as believers. His purpose is to conform us into the very image of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in fact, it's, it's Romans 8, verses 28 through 31 in action. Let's, I'm, we're going to close with this. We'll come back and look at Boaz next week. Okay, and we'll, we'll take a look at uh, um, the, the person in her search. She didn't know the person in her church, but he shows up. He's there. And we'll look at him next week. But look at uh, Romans 8. And uh, as we close we here, we see in verse 28 through 31, talking about these things. We know that all things, amen, what does what, all things mean? All. All means all, and it's all that all means. Okay? We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. It doesn't mean that all things are good, but they work together for our good. To them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. If you come to know Christ as your Savior, guess what? You're going to be just like Christ one day. And we already are being conformed to, to the image of Christ right now. But one day it will be fully accomplished when we are at home with Him. It says, uh, Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called, whom He called, them He also justified, whom He justified, them He also glorified. All the way to glorification. It's all settled. It's going to happen. I'm going to be glorified one day. If you're saved, you're going to be glorified one day too. Amen? Not because of us, but because of Jesus Christ. Our faith in Christ is what brings that about in our lives. Verse 31, and we need to keep this in mind. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Isn't that a blessing? Well, what a blessing. Though. So we see the purpose of Ruth's search and the providence in Ruth's search and we'll come back next week and uh, have more time to take a look at the person in her search. I didn't figure we would get all the way, uh, but uh, I don't want to rush through this. I still got quite a bit to say about Boaz, okay, and just in this particular section. So we'll uh, we'll come back next week. But that's our that's the Bible study for this evening. Let's uh, set that aside and uh, pull back out our prayer list, and we'll pray for the needs and be dismissed with this prayer.